Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play using the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective copyrights, trademarks, and related material. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for their hard work creating such wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. We were still in the horrible icy village of all the giant people. Well, the pretty tall people. We were amazingly tired of being there, but we were waiting for the weather to to subside. Then when the weather finally did break, we headed out with Jador. We were not as well equipped as we probably should have been. So then, all of a sudden, we met this frost giant and his gigantic pet wolf friend. And I threw up an illusion to try to protect us. Jador strolled outside of the illusion, had him uh, talking down with the, um, the ice giant that was in Giants. We didn't understand. We were kind of getting all this intel from <clears throat> Malthus, who was perched high on a tree, but yet somehow eye level with the frost giant. But I got the gist of, leave us alone, or it's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad for you. Then Jador kind of flashed some metal at him as the wolf continued to smell around and me arguing, the the illusion has its own smell. Heroes not included. My name is Quinn Sowers, and uh, I'm the Dungeon Master, and with me is... Uh, Zach Zajac, and I am Calic Wave, a water genesee monk. I'm Richie, I'm playing the self-interested warlock. And I'm Grayson, and I'm playing Aspen Table. He's a gnome. It's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) This winter wolf has gotten to the point now where he's over by where you guys are. He has picked out a scent, and the winter wolf is trying to find it. I'm holding this illusion. I... Oh, God! I'm really nervous! And upon uh, looking at him, you notice that he is not small. This is a large wolf. If I was standing in front of this wolf, would he be snout to nose with me? Damn near, yeah. Okay. Just need a mental picture. And he's now wandered his way over to where you guys are, and he has his nose in the air, and... It feels like he's looking at you. Because he has his nose pointed right towards you guys, and he's doing this. And he's starting to growl. So my hair begins to kind of wave back and forth. Not, like, aggressive or anything. Just kind of a bit more active than it usually is. Okay. And then directly above us, it begins to rain. Okay. What are you doing? Create water. Create water? So a 30-foot radius cube around us where I may have heard the the thing growl. Starts raining. It begins to rain. And as that rain falls further in that area, not over us, it's just raining on us, but further in that area, it begins to form hail balls. Oh, okay. As I freeze the rain that I just created. This is just a massive distraction? We hope, right? Yeah. Okay, so I would like to ready an action that as soon as I see this wolf, I am poison spraying it in the face. Okay. You can hear Jador. You can hear the giant. You can see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And from Malfa's perspective, 
The wolf is standing right next to the snow mound that you have created as an illusion. Almost has his nose up to it. And you see that the body language of both the giant and Jador have gone from posturing to very aggressive. Until finally, all of you hear Jador give this sort of guttural yell. And he swings back the maul. You hear just the slightest. Shit. (laughs) And you see the frost giant swing back this huge great axe. And we all roll initiative. Damn it. We've already failed. Well, I made water. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making water. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, Aspen. 16. 12. Kalik. 12. 14. Kalik, you only got a 12 this time. And Elbard, you got 14. I okay, Aspen, you see through the snowbank mm-hmm. this wolf's head about the size of your body emerge as though someone is looking through a curtain. The illusion just pulls back and you see it begin to snarl. And it is quite frightening. What do you do? You said that you wanted um. to spray it with poison. I said I was going to spray it with poison, but I didn't realize that we would be going into initiative before that, so I would like to change my mind at the last second, because that's what Aspen does. And he... He's a chaotic little gnome. He's just a chaotic little gnome. Hey, Bob's one. I think he's going to weave. Um... (laughs) Oh. His mind is racing. He can't make up his mind. He, I think, is going to color spray him. Color spray him. All right. Yeah, he's going to, like, ink it. Like an octopus. No. Um. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please let that be how you cast. <laughs> <laughs> Wild magic. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. I'm just going to ink him. So color spray. That's a dazzling array of flashing colored light springs from your hand. Yep. You roll six die ten. And I got 27. Okay. Creatures in a 15-foot cone originating from you are affected in ascending order of their current hit points. Starting with the creature that has the lowest, and then going up. Okay. It uh, doesn't do anything to him, does it? So all 27 are going to be spent on the winter wolf. Does it have any effect if it doesn't meet the hit points? It says the creature's hit points must be equal to or less than the remaining total for the creature to be affected. Okay. It works on a lot of stuff that creeps up on you in the fey. I just, I've never been up against a white wolf. Well, and, and, and you know, it's just an illusion, really. So all it's... Doing is just distracting. Maybe because it just came through an illusion, it doesn't really get affected by this one because it's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that could be. So oh, it's... I would also like to move. No, <laughs> smart. There you go. Okay. Can you tell me more about where we are so I can... You're in a little camping area that, you know... It's super snowy, right? Yeah, that the Jador has cleared just off this trail that's leading down the mountain. So you're just off the trail, and you're surrounded by lots of tall trees. So you can go bounding off in a lot of different directions. The fight for like the, a bunny. The fight for the giant and Jador is happening out on that trail. So which direction do you go in? The opposite direction of the fight? Yes. And the wolf? Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we will call that direction west. Okay. So you take off west. You can use your full move? Yes. Okay. All right, it's the Frost Giant's turn, and he has this great axe, and he is going to swing it twice at Jador. And uh, that's a hit. And that's this, a hit. This is the Frost Giant? Yes. He's hit Jador twice. That'll shut him up. 
Yeah. Oh, wait, we need that guy to live. <laughs> <laughs> and you see this giant bring back this great axe, and he brings it down right on top of Jador. And you see blood just go flying off in one direction as he brings the axe around. And as he comes around, it, you can see the giant's muscles contorting as he slows the axe down all the way to a stop and then brings it back around again. And you hear Jador yell out in pain. Eobard. It's real snowy, right? Uh, yes, it's okay. real snowy. So my reaction, or my, uh, my... Your action? My action is to cast Disguise Self. Okay. I go completely white, head to toe. All right. White hair, white skin, white clothes, white everything. Okay. And then I also dart for half cover. Okay. Wherever I see it. I'm guessing there's trees and stuff around, too. Well, and you have, you know, there's snow that has been cleared away, so you can always just kind of, like, dive backwards into a snowbank. Yeah, I just kind of go find somewhere and basically press my back in, into it as okay. much as I can. Uh, yeah, you can get half cover behind uh, the snowbank. Okay. So I'm just hoping at least he wasn't tracking me. And then let me see if I've got an ability to do... So that was my action and my move. Mm-hmm. The thing I need to know is if this is cast. As a bonus action, okay. I also, as I'm as I'm walking by, you're not walking. You're running. I'm sorry. Away. Yeah. As I'm as I'm darting backwards. Yeah. Going, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> as I'm walking by. Yeah. No, yeah. no. That's in my head. Yeah. I, I, my nobility lets me put forth an air of cool an air collectiveness. Cool. Alternative yeah, facts. Oh, yeah, I, some alternative facts flow. That's my first spell. That's what I call my illusion one. Alternative facts. <laughs> um, I also flip my wrist. And let a hex flow onto the wolf. Okay. Hex on the wolf. Mm-hmm. Love it. Which I'll remind everyone, one creature, one extra 1d6 necrotic damage for my attacks, and then a disability on chosen ability checks. So he feels his general ability to perceive. His eyes go a little little blurry. Wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom. All of his wisdom stuff. Because wisdom's all perception. Because so, I, know, I know that that little guy that fights with us likes to try to... <laughs> Stay out of sight, so... Okay. If that's required. He gets a little fuzzy, little got a little smell of, like, something rotten in his nose. Okay. So he'll have disadvantage on ability checks to use... Wisdom. Wisdom. That use wisdom. All right. And then I just get in the snow. Um, All right, Calic, what are you going to do? Yeah, so... This uh, wolf is staring at you, growling. Uh, yes. Looking at it, my hair goes from mildly agitated just, to just whipping around. Whipping like, chaotic mess. Chaotically. Magic anime girl hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Goku. It's just, ah! yeah. <laughs> so uh, I go to punch right into the snout of this guy. <laughs> Thinking it might be like a shark. Yeah. <laughs> right off, real hard Actually, sharks, you're supposed to try and gouge out their eyes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Punching him in the nose yeah. doesn't really do anything. It's just crap. Next time I'm getting, eyes. next time I'm getting <laughs> like bitten in half, in I'll remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you were wrong. You forgot to gouge that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh, I'm sorry. I was worried about the fact that my legs were getting chewed off. <laughs> um, okay, twenty-four to hit. Twenty-four to hit the wolf. That's an easy hit. Yes. Wonderful. Punch him right in the face. As my fist connects right with the snout, uh, the wolf's chi twists slightly, and now needs to see if he is stunned or not. Okay, uh, and you're using what? Uh, Make- stunning strike. So stunning strike, I love it. A constitution save. Say, that should be a constitution save. Yep, against, I think it's 15. Failed miserably. 15. The wolf is now stunned until the end of my next turn. Cool, and then you punched it in the face, so give me some damage. Uh, nice. Five damage. 
So just as a reminder to everybody, a stunned creature is incapacitated, can't move, and uh, can speak only falteringly in this case. It's a wolf. It's a wolf. In the giant's head you hear, oh, God, got punched. An incapacitated (laughs) creature can't take actions or reactions. That's good. This creature also, the creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. And last but not least, attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Way to go. Way to bop him on the nose. Go ahead. More to go here. Okay, next. So I then swing around with my left fist. Okay. And punch the snout again. Wow. Punching the snout again. All right. Now remember, you have advantage on that. So roll that twice. (laughs) Nope. 18. Definitely a hit. Nice. So six. Another six points of damage. Ouch. Then I will begin channeling my chi into my fists, beginning a fury of blows. I was say, I feel a, a flurry coming on. <laughs> pow, pow. Pow, 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 pow. My right again shoots over for 10. Uh, that's a miss. Miss. Uh, did you roll advantage on that? 14. That's a hit. And that punch did 9 damage. And then. Oh, skillet. <laughs> I critically fail. Advantage, though. But with advantage, I critically nail. No, I'm just kidding. It's only a. a <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah, would have, right? That would have been epic. It's only like 28. <laughs> well, yeah, that's definitely a hit. It's still a pretty good hit. Though. Yeah, I'd say that's still pretty good. Uh, four, eight. And yeah. after that, I use my move to run to the nearest snowbank. Okay, uh, that's impressive, man. <laughs> I mean, y- you've done uh, over a third. Wow. You just. Bop, bop, and he's still stunned yeah. until <laughs> it comes around to you. So it's just like <laughs> his face <laughs> came through. Super punch drunk. Anyway, now. huh? <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> And my hair is just literally straight up. Each going, time, did you say bad, bad? <laughs> no, no, doggy. <laughs> now it's Jador's turn, and Jador is going to return blows yes, with please. this giant, and Jador is raging. We've established Jador is a barbarian. I, I think it's been established, okay. uh, and given uh, how he dresses. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. His lack of shirt ensures yeah. barbarianism. <laughs> he keeps talking about Krom. <laughs> and Jador is going to swing that maul a couple times at him. That is a hit. And that does... Holy Moses. That's a serious blow. Yes. And he swings again. Nicely done, Jador. Jador got a critical nice. hit there. Holy cow. And uh, also, it does an impressive amount of damage. From your vantage point, you see Jador take the maul up and swings it. And as it comes around, it connects with the side of the giant's face. And you see the giant's jaw completely dislocate. So did he have to leap? Ten feet in the air <laughs> to, to do this. Kind of a kind of a jumping swing. Yeah. <laughs> and because of the size of the maul, Jodor can kind of just use that momentum to okay. carry him into the air. As he comes back down, he brings it back around again and hits him again a second time. And this time you see the maul connect with the side of the giant. And you can see the side of the giant literally begin to collapse as the momentum and the force from the maul just drives into it, doubling the giant over onto his knees. Jador gives a massive roar as you see his muscles ripple with rage. All right, it's the Winter Wolf's turn, but the Winter Wolf is stunned. 
You see it shaking its head, and it's, it is clearly regretting. Silas problems. <laughs> it's clearly regretting its choice in this matter. Aspen, it is your turn. Okay, hearing Calic do his pew pew pew. His pew pew pew. His flurry of blows. His flurry of blows. Aspen turns around, bow in hand, fire an arrow at the wolf. All right. With advantage. Twing. Yes. Because it's advantage, I get my sneak attack damage. So that's 24 to hit. That's a hit. Nice six, so four damage plus another eight. So 12 damage. Where's the eight coming from? My sneak attack damage. Ooh. I do, I do three die six sneak attack damage now. Bravo. All right, so a total of how much damage? 12. Nicely done. Fire that arrow and it lodges right in the shoulder. Yes. Damn. And you hear the wolf uh, yelp. I would like to use my bonus action to make the hide action. Okay. You dive into uh, near snowbank. You pop up, you fire your arrow, and then when you're done, you dive back into the snow. It's the frost giant's turn, and uh, you see the frost giant kind of struggle to get back up to its feet, and you can see that it's hunched over and it's bleeding, and it's holding its side, and it swings again the great axe uh, at Jador and misses spectacularly, but recovers quickly and tries to hit again and uh, hits Jador in his side. And Jador gives out a cry of pain. Aspen's mind is racing with all of the things we should have asked about in the village, about whether they had, like, healing salves. <laughs> Potions, you know, those things. Those sorts of things. Aelbard, what do you want to do, man? I, I lean out of my snowbank and mm-hmm. I go, blast, blast, blast. <laughs> blast, blast, blast. Elders blasting? Yes. First one. Um, you have advantage, remember? Yep. 13 plus 8. That would be a 21. 21. That's definitely a hit. And the second blast. 17 plus 8. That's definitely a hit. Okay, so two hits. Beautiful. Look at all that. 20 points of damage. 20 points of damage. Holy Moses. Mm-hmm. The wolf, stunned, you know, the arrow is now in its shoulder and it's bleeding and it's yelping and you can see that it's clearly uh, injured and you kind of pop from around this snowbank and you fire off that eldritch blast, giving the wolf a face full of eldritch energy. It gives out this loud howl of pain as it falls to its knees. Way to go, Eobard. Kalik! So the wolf is not dead. It's just on its knees right now. It's on its... It is not looking... <clears throat> on its last legs. Yeah. Yes. I run over to it, and then I I just, like, punch it right into the right thigh. Okay. <clears throat> just one punch. Whoa. With a natural 20. All right. Nat 20. Wait. Critical success, dude. Double up that... Double it up. Nice. So that one punch did 14. Wow, all right. So tell me, uh, how do you kill this wolf? <laughs> so I, I punch the leg, <clears throat> and my fist just goes slightly into it. And I grab the bone and break it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those cutscenes from Mortal Kombat X. <laughs> <clears throat> the wolf just falls on its side. From a snowbank nearby, you hear, dude, dude. <laughs> Whoa, man. Yeah, Whoa. dude. <laughs> that kind of he gets hardcore. <laughs> and then just because I can with my <laughs> just additional I attack, and because I'm so angry, stab the bone. I come down with both fists and just <laughs> smash right in the center of it. Wow! Stab him with that, that shin bone. 
Yeah, you bring those Aspen throwing up in the bushes. Bring those yeah. fists down, and as you do, you hear ribs give way as your fists literally <laughs> drive through the body, and they don't stop until they hit the snow on the other side. Mm-hmm. I think, leaving you with your fists buried in the wolf as its body twitches in its final moment. Damage the sweetbreads. <laughs> I stand up, and all you hear is <clears throat> the ocean calls. Oh. Ooh, dramatic. <laughs> the ocean dramatic. calls. Wow. All right. Well, you know. All right. It's Jador's turn. He picks up the maul, and uh, he is swinging at the giant. He hits with his first swing, hitting the other side of the giant, and you hear the giant's ribs on the, his other side of his body crack. He brings the maul around and hits the giant uh, in the sternum. And as you see, as he comes around and hits the giant in the sternum, you see the maul not stop. But the momentum, the energy, and the rage that is coursing through Jador forces this gigantic hammer all the way through the giant's torso. And the giant falls dead. You see Jador standing over top of the giant, bleeding from his chest and his side. And he reaches to where the giant's head is. And you see him reach into the mouth. And you see he pulls real hard. And he comes up with these teeth that he's pulled out of the giant's head and he lifts his head into the air and he gives out this massive roar he have a necklace of teeth no you didn't see a necklace of teeth but I'm guessing he wouldn't have one because it's like a there's a molar (laughs) right the size of a baseball right I mean you can have maybe (laughs) one tooth yeah you can carve little toys for children Aspen is throwing up in the bushes (laughs) (laughs) that was really gross Outside of what we've encountered thus far, I'm not sure how much actual gore uh, Aspen has encountered. Probably not a lot of gore. You've spent a lot of time in the Fae, so you've seen gore. <clears throat> right. But the gore that comes from battle? Yeah, it's kind of a different beast. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I mean, you know, it's fairly traumatic. I shrug and okay. drop a, I drop a dagger in Valum's hand. Valum is <clears throat> um, cowering behind a tree. Yeah. <laughs> He's holding the great sword. Straight up in the air, while he's crouched on his knees, yes. shivering behind a tree. I say, good work, Valum. Thank and you, I, my lord. And I say, a lot of meat on that wolf. <laughs> and I put the, the knife in his hand and walk away. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, my lord, yes. And you see, he kind of puts down the great sword, makes his way over to the wolf, and begins trying his best to clean it. What's left of it? Uh, Aspen is vomiting. Calic, what are you doing? I'm just standing still. Trying to find that center again. Yeah. My hair is, is calming down. And then I look over. Can I see Jador from my Yeah, you can see Jador. I mean, he's he's really just right there in the in the trail. I look over, and I see the blood, and I immediately run over to him. Okay. Jador, how can I help? Mm. Uh, I hurt. Ouch. <laughs> With the adrenaline passing and him coming out of rage... He kind of uh, stumbles as he steps over the giant and kind of stumbles back to where you guys were camping and uh, slouches down on the ground. Can I roll nature or something to see if there's, like, herb lore around that I can... Yeah, you can certainly roll a nature roll. I'll give you that. Oh, no, that's not going to do it. Uh, can I try to stop his bleeding with some medicine? Yeah, give me a medicine roll. Fifteen. Uh, yeah, so you uh, begin bandaging up Jador's wounds. You can tell that he's, he's lost some blood, but he looks over at the rest of you and he says, 
Fire. Rest. And you see he kind of leans back and he closes his eyes. Don't worry, old boy. We got dinner. I look over at Valum. <laughs> he's uh, he's actually made uh, a, a rather good degree of progress. Um, field cleaning. Is he just coated in blood. Yes, <laughs> he, he's uh, he, yeah. His his arms are coated in blood up up to beyond his elbows, and he hit a few veins. Spouted <laughs> all over the place. You see, though, that he has been able to get some meat off of the carcass that he's um, stacked up and washed in the snow. Uh, yeah, you just need to create a fire. I'll go off and around the area and try to break some branches off the trees, like okay. branches. I just press digitate a fire. I gotta use this. <laughs> Good. I, 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 as, as, and you as put it out in water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to make a fire. <laughs> I just know you use wood. <laughs> I think I can press the digitate the equivalent of the the, the Swedish Spark. steel. Yeah. Okay. So I just go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can make a fire uh, big enough to cook off of. Okay. Um, the the campfire is uh, small compared to the kinds that Jador has built for you over the course of this trip, but uh, it's definitely large enough to provide plenty of warmth. Yeah, so you guys enjoy your meal and have a night of fitful sleep. Uh, this counts as a long rest. I demand that Balm spoon me. <laughs> well, we've we've learned that that's one of his uh, one of his jobs is spoonage. <laughs> I make him sleep in my bedroll. For an hour before I go sleep in, <laughs> and then go to his own cold bedroll. <laughs> so evil. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, uncharacteristically, you notice that um, Jador has seemed to have slept in along with you guys. When I notice that Calic's also up, mm-hmm. I head over to Calic and I'm like, "Hey, Calic, can we like work together to find some herbs and stuff? Uh, there's got to be stuff around here. I just don't know these plants as well." It's a sweet herb. Mm. Yeah, let's go. Let's go look. Can we do some sort of like t- tag team herb medicine check thing? He said his survival's high. I have a plus four in nature and a plus two in medicine. Yeah, so there is actually a help action. Well, however we want to do it, I just want to make sure that Jador is okay, because he's kind of, like, our only way in and out of all of these places. <laughs> uh, you can lend your aid to another creature in the completion of a task. When you take the help action, the creature you aid gains advantage. You have to decide who is aiding who. Which you should probably aid me. Yeah. My medicine's four, and my uh, survival is seven. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to aid Kalik. In finding something to, some kind of medicine to help Jador, correct? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Kalik, give me uh, a survival roll, and you have advantage on it. My survival's one, my medicine's one. (laughs) (laughs) Nature's one. Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, you do find a a small plant that you know that if you um, give it to Jador and he eats it, that it will uh, help speed along the healing process. Uh, so I pick that, a good amount of it. Okay. Um, He's a big boy. I pick a little bit more and just put it in my pocket. Okay, that's, that's good. <laughs> and then uh, I walk over to Jador and just kind of hit him and try to wake him up a little. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's awake. He's okay. just, he's moving slow. All right, uh, <clears throat> so I go to Jador and I go, here, eat this. Help wound. Oh, and he looks at you. Oh. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> and he uh, takes all of it that you've handed him in one big, <laughs> gigantic mouthful. And you can see that it's, it's having an invigorating effect. Soon, Jador stands to his feet and he says, We go. Hoists his big maul onto his back and picks up his travel pack and begins making his way 
down the trail in a north northwesterly direction. Before I follow, I kick some um, snow over the fire okay. area. Nice. Just to kind of cover it up. It's a good idea. Pack out what you pack in. I'm still sitting by it. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to stay warm here. You just hear punk. <laughs> um, as we get back towards the trail, I assume that we're we have to get back on the trail to get out. Mm-hmm. I kick the giant. Okay. Way past. Give the giant a, a swift kick. Mm-hmm. Yep. That way, I can say I can help too. <laughs> nice. Okay. I said to Valen, "There's a lot of meat on that giant." <laughs> And after he's done, I'm like, well, we're not going to... I was just, just making a statement. <laughs> idiot. Smack him out of his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Well, you know, in, in uh, Valum's case, his task has gotten a lot easier. There's a lot less to carry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's carrying the sword. Uh, 100 pounds of wolf meat. And, uh, you know... <laughs> Wolf meat. Also, I might with that pelt. Even though you cut a hundred pounds of wolf meat, <laughs> you can't take all hundred. Oh no! We're playing um, Oregon Trail. Playing Oregon Trail rules. <laughs> no! <laughs> Shot thirty buffalo. Shit, this is Terry. That wolf was riddled with bears. <laughs> but you guys begin to make your way down the trail, and trail uh, again is a, a loose way to describe it because there's still a lot of scrambling over rocks. And at some points, there's uh, some kind of down climbing that needs to happen. Large boulders. and The boulders, though, look at, to have at one point been shaped almost like huge steps that were stuck in the ground that at some point the ground shifted or moved and caused them to rise up out of the ground, shift and settle in different ways. And it is uh, slow going. I implied to Malthus that I actually kind of like him in the form of a bird. Okay. And I am always saying, you know, you should be flying around. You should be telling me if something I need to know about. Okay. So I, right. I'd like to have him on the scout. Okay, so he is scouting. His default mode. Default, default mode. mode. Raven scout. He's not a great scout. Perception is only plus one. So if something's hiding, it's something might not. Well, you know, I mean, it's okay. But, wisdom, yeah. Wisdom of 12. And then Kamet, just sitting out in the open, we won't just stumble upon, but... Uh, you spend the entire day kind of scrambling over these large stones, slowly making your way down further and further. Unlike uh, when you were making your way up into the spine of the world, you are so far north that there is no snow line. You are in snow the entire way down. And it's cold, but it's not nearly as cold as it was further up. And it seems that uh, with each step as you travel down, it gets just a little bit easier to breathe, a little bit easier to move and to find energy. By the end of the day's travel, you feel as though you're almost breathing normally. And you make camp, and this time you can see that over the course of the day, Jador has slowly improved. He sets down his stuff as has become kind of tradition and uh, stomps off into the trees in search of some game. You guys want to do anything at camp tonight? I'm good? I'm good. I think so. All right. This sort of hiking down, climbing, bouldering, scraping along takes place over the next several days until finally you notice that the trees begin to thin. And through the trees, you can see this massive tundra of real low shrubbery and lots of ice. And as you make your way out onto the tundra, Jador changes your direction of travel almost due west. And over the next couple days, you're kind of out in the open, and the wind is 
biting cold. So Jador is hurt. No, I mean he's healed by now. You guys have had several times of long rest. So, yeah. You know okay. he's big montage now. He's back to his usual spry self. Okay. But yeah, the wind is really biting because there's nothing out here to in any way block it or to diffuse it, and so it's full strength. And there is a lot of ice and snow. All in all, a fairly bleak and rather inhospitable place. And after several days, you notice on the horizon what looks to be smoke rising into the air. I lean over to Jador and I'm like, is that Bryn Shander? Mmm, yes. I, I look out across the frozen tundra and the biting ice wind and I say, somebody was traveling and said, this is good, we should build a town here. This is very nice. <laughs> And sure enough, uh, as you continue to hike along the tundra, you see a hill begins to rise up on the horizon. And on top of this hill, you see this walled town. Still on the horizon, still far away, still tough to make out a lot of details, but it is clearly there. And after your journey down out of the spine of the world, it uh, looks very warm and very inviting. Why didn't we loot that giant? They're sophisticated, right? They, they would have had something. One gold coin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One the gold. size of a dinner plate. <laughs> exactly, right? They can go back up and loot it. Ah! <laughs> it's only a week away. <laughs> uh, I'm sure everyone will wait for you. <laughs> They're not like monsters. He would have had like gear and stuff. They're like a... Uh, that would fairly sophisticated, right? No, they don't no, I wouldn't take any of their gear, but this, they might well, have they always, like you know, gold bars or something. They're also raiders, and so they mm-hmm. have, you know, their huge bags that they keep a bunch of stuff in. Ah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. You notice that uh, you're kind of you're coming up onto a road of sorts, and Jador kind of leads you guys onto this road, and you notice that the road is leading towards the town. You can tell from its windswept perch that it has a commanding view of the surrounding tundra. And any attacking force must climb the barren hillside to these large walls. I don't know who they're going to be running into out here, though. Mm -hmm. The wall stands about 30 feet high and is made of tight-fitting stone blocks. You can, at this distance, just make out guards walking along the top of the wall. You see, as you get closer and closer, that there is a gate in the wall. And on either side of the gate, you see two 30-foot-tall cylindrical stone towers that connect. And as you get closer, you see that there are people coming and going from the gate, and people camped out in front. And the smoke is just normal town smoke? Yeah, uh, rising from, uh, you suspect, uh, chimneys and other such things. You guys are officially, most assuredly, now in the heart of Icewind Dale. As you make your way up the road, you get closer and closer to the gates. You notice that the the gates themselves are 15 foot high. So they're half the wall? Half the wall high. And you notice that the gate is made up of two large hinged wooden doors that seem to be reinforced with iron bands. You see several guards standing around, and you see amongst the guards a, a shield dwarf, and she is standing there smiling at people and engaging people in conversations as they make their way in and out of the gate. But this small shield dwarf sees you making your way up to the gate, and she turns and looks at you and says, Well met, travelers. 
Keep your fingers and extremities under wraps, lest Ariel bite them off. Mind your tempers, and you'll be most welcome here. Brought goods to sell? The market lies straight ahead. Craving a warm drink? May I recommend a drop of Firebeard's Fire Brandy, sold only at Kelvin's Comfort, located on your right as you enter the market square. I look down at her. Yeah. <clears throat> look up and continue walking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyone else want to interact with her at all? Uh, thanks, I guess. Uh, yeah, George just kind of, uh, you know, kind of smiles sheepishly and, and, and walks by. I just follow. Okay. Uh, he walks... I don't like people. <laughs> he walks about uh, 15, 20 feet into the There's town. There's probably a page in the thing that said, players can learn this. Ha-ha, <laughs> 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 uh-huh, not this group. <laughs> <laughs> we don't waste time on narrations. No, no, you guys don't care. It's just the truth. You don't lose. You don't, you're an interesting backstory. <laughs> How do I go? What's the quickest route to the boss? <laughs> it, it would be the boss, but I can't imagine. Like we are cold. <laughs> this person's like, well, you know, our, our community center has just been renovated. I'm like, get out of the way, <laughs> right? Yeah, you gotta go shopping, my dude. Yeah, I know how you do. You need new clothes. You need a real meal on a plate. Uh, Jador walks about twenty to thirty feet into the town along kind of this main thoroughfare. He stops and he uh, puts you, Aspen, down on the ground. And he turns and he looks at all of you and he says, We are here. Thanks, buddy. Mm. Welcome. Have you been here before? Once. Yeah, what, what were you doing? We trade. Oh, cool. Did you bring, like, dead animals or giants or something? We bring mammoth. Oh, the delicious mammoth. I thought it was pretty tasty. And I'm looking around now for a, a place that looks like, again, it has flatware. A <laughs> place that looks like it has flatware. So, like, that place, the tavern that was on the right, I think? Uh, well, yes. Um, the shield dwarf mentioned Kelvin's Comfort, which was uh, located on your right as you enter the market square. Is that where you guys want to head? That's where I would like to head. <laughs> okay. You go, Jador, why are we here? And he kind of looks at you guys and goes, Kenai, say... Bring you here. I think we're supposed to warn someone of a. Uh, yeah, we need to find out who runs uh, this joint. Yeah, we're supposed to warn someone of a, of a uh, prophecy of a bunch of ice giants attacking, is what I recall. Mm. My mm. character's brain literally cannot comprehend that <laughs> until I am comforted in some <laughs> sort of way. You guys begin kind of walking up towards the marketplace? Hey, wait a minute. If we're supposed to be warning these people, don't you think we should find out who's in charge and maybe they'll let you stay in their accommodations like they did on the ship? Mmm. That gets my attention. <laughs> I am nobility. Yeah, Wasn't it yeah. the leader of the town that we're supposed to talk to? I mean, probably. I'm good at talking to the leaders of towns. That's... According to my character sheet. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> is that that book that you read? Yes. Is that your character sheet? Yes. Is that what you call That's it? That's where I've gotten most of my character. My good character. <laughs> now, I have, a, I have a feature called position of privilege. I am welcome in high society, and people assume I have the right to be wherever I am. The common folk make every effort to accommodate me and avoid my displeasure. And other people of high birth treat me as a member of the same social sphere. I can secure an audience with a local noble if I need to. I, I do look at you intently the entire time you say that as if, like, holy crap, that's a great idea. <laughs> but then I sigh and I go, oh, and, and um, I look for, okay, was it Kelvin's Rest of the Ride? Is there something that's kind of like the, um, 
what was the place called in uh, Skyrim, in that first city where the Jarl lived? When, like, oh, like Dragon's Reach? Yeah, it's like a Dragon's Reach castle, kind of like one place that curves up. No, you don't see any obvious sort of, um, you know, castle on a hill in the middle of the town. Okay. That's where they live. I look around for the castle on the hill. We could ask the dwarf. <laughs> okay. You hear a very loud sigh. I, uh, I smack my head. <laughs> uh, well, uh, okay, so I I bound over to the dwarf because we like just walk past her, like yeah, yeah. You're feet. only about three feet away. So I bound over and I'm like, actually, excuse me, there there is a way that you you can help us. Oh, wonderful. Um, we're actually looking for whoever's in charge here. We have, we've we we've been any... sent with news, and it's uh, for their ears only. She kind of looks at you for a second. She says, "We came all the way from Waterdeep for this." She goes, "Oh, oh my! My also, name is would... Ogrek Brighthelm, and I am uh, the sheriff's deputy." Okay. Uh, it sounds as though you probably want to speak to the speaker, a Brinchander. Our current speaker is Duvessa Shane, and at the moment, you could probably find her at the speaker's palace. And where might that be? Well, it would be uh, off to the right. You're going to want to take a right, a left, stay to the left at the fork, take another right, straight on, don't go to the left or the right at the intersection, and then uh, it will be on your left-hand side. It's probably a few blocks south of the marketplace. I like to think that because the Fae have their places set up, in such an unusual way, yeah. and they usually have to tell markers by, like, nature signs, Okay. that Aspen actually retains all of this Okay. to justify the notes that I just took. Sure. sure. Um, so I say, uh, thank you very much. What was your name one more time? Audric Brighthelm, and I'm the sheriff's deputy. Brighthelm. Brighthelm, that's a nice name. All right, thank you very much. And I kind of bound back to the group, and I'm like, okay, I found out we have to speak to the speaker who is Speaker something Shane. I found out where the speaker is. They're in a palace, and I have convoluted notes to get there. The second he says palace, yes, I go, hmm. Um, is, uh, I think we should probably head straight there, um, but maybe you disagree and think we should get some provisions and stuff first. I think there will be great provisions in a palace. Okie doke. I kind of imagine Aspen does what the um, the white rabbit does with Alice when he, like, jumps up and then darts off. Okay. I imagine that's the move that Aspen does as he leads the way okay. through the streets. All right, so we have uh, good news this week. We received a new legend patron. Tevya is our latest legend patron. Tevya was kind enough to uh, leave some ratings for us. Gave us five stars on iTunes and gave us five stars on Facebook. I think it was our first Facebook review, wasn't it? Uh, yes, Tevya is our first Facebook review. Tevya says, excellent podcast. The editing is good and the sound quality is nice. I like the storyline and the way the characters are developing and are being played very consistently. I can't wait to hear where this goes in the future. Tevya, thank you so much. Also... I just got today, Tevya created this great piece of fan art of Aspen. So, I'll show that off to you guys. <laughs> what does that look? <laughs> it's blue steel. Blue steel. It's blue steel. 
I was actually super surprised because they got the facial hair right, and I haven't <laughs> actually ever described his facial hair. So that was kind of spooky, almost. Yeah, yeah, that That's is really awesome. Well drawn in the in the big fur coat, giving <laughs> blue steel to the camera. So. Tevia, thank you so much uh, for the comments. Thank you for the great rating and the excellent review. Thanks for becoming a patron. Thanks for the fan art. And, you know, we hope that uh, you'll continue to enjoy what, uh, what we're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you would like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Heroes Not Included is available on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Podbean. Please rate, review, like, and share us. We'd love to hear from you. Your continued support is critical to our success. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider becoming a patron. As a patron, not only will you be helping keep the lights on, you will gain access to patron-only content, including a special patron-only Star Wars podcast. Visit the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next week, be the hero. Be the hero.